Well, well with yeah. that, let's but, hit the intro, huh? Yeah. Grab a six or a cold ones and whatever else trips your trigger. We're about to embark on a dynasty road trip. That's right, we'll tool around the back roads of fantasy football land, taking in the sights of 10 and 12 man dynasty leagues. But leave your keys at home, because here's your drivers, Ron and Jonah. Yes, indeed. Dynasty Road Trip, uh, the the Dynasty Football Podcast where Jonah does preparation and I show up and get hammered and uh, just piggyback off of that. So, uh, that sound about right to you? Yeah, it seems to sum up most of my life. <laughs> and uh, the, I guess the big question today is, what is the proper uh, 10 a.m. Uh, drinking liquor? Oh, man. I mean, like, I, I'm obviously there's the mimosa for the week of you oh that's um, true that's very on the nose there's the um there's the bloody mary for those of you who like heartburn before lunch well, that does sound all right it's a lot of work um, though it is there's the whiskey and coffee the uh, the irish coffee that is mm. always a regrettable decision yeah i am a coffee separate today but i think for the road trip we're gonna finish off the what I think is the quintessential 10 a.m. Uh, liquor, the Kentucky Tavern. Let's uh, uh, yeah. let's get that guy out there on the road. But as a special special bonus to ooh wow that pour spout really really held some back. I've got a a berries and cream RC cola. So that's, uh, that's with the Kentucky Tavern. Yeah, that that's what makes it a breakfast drink. <laughs> it's 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 a liquid brunch. <laughs> Berries and cream—that's a veritable dessert beverage. I could you take could you take that combination, add it to maple syrup, and use it on pancakes? Ooh, I'm just I'm just saying. It has alcoholic breakfast syrup been invented yeah. yet? I think if you're drunk enough, you can definitely do that, right? I'm just saying. Just I'm just gonna put that out there. Well, maple, well I'll, I'll maple let you know whiskey after this bear. drink. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, let's reminisce a little bit. Do you remember the old country kitchen um, spindle of flavored syrups that would come to the oh, table? Love that a little right? bit of boysenberry in there. Boy, boysenberry. What was there? Was always a was there like a, a peach or something? What was no, the? There's always four of them. There's maple. Right? There was boysenberry. Yeah. Is wow. I'm yeah. totally blanking. I just always got drunk and was like boysenberry. The, those were the good old days, though, man. Now, now it's you don't get four options at any place you go anymore. No, it's yeah. not happening. You get maple, and if you bitch enough, they might give you some packets of something fancy. Right. I, I would imagine eighty-three percent of people who work at restaurants have never heard of the word boysenberry. That's true. I, I bet you that is a regional regional thing. <laughs> Interesting. That's my guess. Anyway. Yeah. Well, well this yeah, is let's, delicious. Well, fantastic. I'm just drinking the straight black coffee this morning, uh, which I'm also enjoying. No, I powered through the coffee. It was what yeah. I needed. And now now, uh, now I think I need to bring myself down a notch because uh, it's draft time. We uh, Obviously, this is a Dynasty football podcast, so the big time of year to rebuild your team and make those moves to set yourself up for the future um, is right now. I know I don't know how other dynasties handle it but for us we have always started our draft coinciding with the nfl draft correct that's when people are paying attention the picks are in the front of their mind you know where they've gone uh you've seen the landing spots all that really changes between now and august is you know if a couple of guys get hurt or something like that but there's really there's not big movement between april and and uh, the beginning of august so it's there's not there's your, not. Yeah, get your draft out of the way right now while, while everything's front of mind. I um, Well, let's talk about the evolution, at least uh, in the nasty, because it's... Mm. The Nasty, a 10-man half-PPR dynasty featuring practice squad, founded by Ron and Jonah in 2011. What are we going into here? This is year 12? Year 12. I think it might uh, be. Yeah, so 12, year 12, same 12 guys, uh, pretty awesome. Uh, let, let's talk about where we've come from and, and where we've uh, evolved along that line of our fantasy draft. Yeah. Um, well, for for many for many many years, um, we didn't have apps available to us that really were set up for dynasty at all. 
Yeah, everything um, was redraft one year. That's every it. yeah, and everything was everything was managed. Everything we did dynasty, we built outside of uh, our apps, which right. made which made our draft process much more painful. I must really say. convoluted. It really um, was. I mean, I would have to, I would keep track of. We use we use Facebook and the message, the uh, league message on Yahoo, uh, as a way for us to communicate what picks uh who was up and what picks had already been made um yeah and so it was a lot of just the commissioner and other people just kind of you know being like i'm at work today so when am i up this kind of stuff um and it it was it was a hassle but honestly like it was also just a blast because uh, I think we initially started a week after the NFL draft. Um, right. We let everything. Well, it, the big problem with us, too, was Yahoo is not generally open in April. Yeah. So yeah. so not only are you doing a draft not through your app, but you can't access your app. You can't place the draft picks. Right. You're literally doing it manually, putting them on a list and then waiting for May when Yahoo would open, mm-hmm. let you put your rosters in. And then generally the commissioner would have to go manually add all these picks. Right. And then even even before that, I will say this this is what we had to do. And and I want to talk about this because uh you and I had a conversation, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, about just this feature still not being available on our favorite app, Sleeper, which mm-hmm. has really put in all the things that we've had, except um one challenge is when you get to the end of your season, if you let's just say you've got a team, a roster that's twenty deep. Inevitably, you are going to have a guy or two on IR, right? So you might have 21 or 22 players, and you have to cut, cut your roster down to 20. So that's, that's step one. That needs to happen before you can draft. So even, even before I hit go on the draft, there's, oh, there's preparation. Um, and then you have the taxi squad players that are right. going to come off of the taxi. So you might, you might have a team who needs to make... Uh, two cuts to get down to 20 and then has three guys on his taxi squad that either have to be cut or come up. So you might be looking at a team that has to make five cuts off their roster right before they can draft. And again, we're doing this through Yahoo back in the day. So this practice squad was also manual, which yes. total nightmare. We had a manual list of all the guys that had been drafted because our practice squad is two years deep. So you get rookie year, you get second year before they're required to be elevated. So you'd have to keep a list of players from the last two years who had been taken. And even with a list and even looking over the list two and three times, I had even myself picked up dudes that were protected. And like, I looked, I read it three times. Like, where was he? And Yeah. yeah, just... A disaster. Yep, and that was that was a commissioner's nightmare to keep track of that in season when yeah. people had accidentally picked up a person, and I think it, luckily it only happened twice in our twelve years. Um, won't happen anymore because of sleeper. But uh, I know so players nice. were picked up morning of and played in a game, and they were owned by someone else. Luckily, neither of those yeah. situations affected the outcome. But man, that that sucked. Um, yeah, so, I fought against that practice squad just for that reason. I think mm-hmm. that's really when you kind of came in and took over that because I was like, I, if you guys want to do it, you know, vote for it. But I'm not handling this shit. This is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is not why I got into being a commissioner. Yeah, it was a lot of policing. So that's all done now. So really for me, like I'm going to put it out there and I'm on the contact sleeper. Um, I would love the, the only feature that I still want is the roster cut down free NFL draft option on an app. Yeah. The sleeper will let you go over roster number and it just gives you a warning at the top that says you're two, two guys over roster. You got to cut some, but when nothing's happening right now, you know, like it'll lock, you can't even change your starting lineup if you're over the count, but it doesn't matter right now. So essentially guys could stash two to three players on their bench that they don't have room for. And, that's just that's just not the right way to do that. No, no, and and it, and it gives you it gives you an unfair advantage going into the the draft that um, 
Right. If, if you don't do it before the draft, then you can have a guy on your team that you're wondering about, right? Maybe like a borderline running back. And you're like, like a uh, Hassan Haskins in yes. uh, Tennessee, who's per- oh, he's only 61% owned across all sleeper leagues, but he's right. one Henry injury away from, oh, wait, oh, they took a running back. Now he's worthless. Yeah. Now I can cut yeah. him. Yep, exactly. So l- like to get that, that's a competitive uh, advantage that people have by having a ton of guys on the taxi squad or having right. some three people, two or three people on IR, depending on your league rules. So anyways, before you even start your draft, get your rosters down, get your taxi squad down, make sure everything's set before you set your rookie draft. Right. Um, and then, you know, rookie draft for us. Uh, so I am in three dynasties. Um, I have a 12 man, a 10 man and a, about to dive into a 24 man. That's insane. Yeah. So that, that being said, the draft time, like I said, the nasty, we start the second, the first pick is made in the draft. I, the draft is open to whoever wants to take their pick. And another league that I'm in on an app that I have now decided to not mention. (laughs) I'm done mentioning it. So I'm going to call it the 12 dudes league from here on out because I will not speak. I will not no longer speak the name. I'm going to say it one last time. And then we're going to decide a punishment for when I say this app in the future. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I I will still say it, because as much as we just talked about how Yahoo gave you no options for Dynasty, everything had to be done manual, draft, practice squad, whole deal, you had to keep notes, everything. Uh, We just getting to a league, an app that lets you, that takes care of those things for you should have been just amazing. Yet somehow going to Sleeper, or not Sleeper, to uh, a Flea Flicker, just a terrible app. Um, I I just want to put that out there. I've used it for, I don't know, three or four years. Absolutely the opposite of intuitive. Mm -hmm. I I had to constantly write messages asking people, how do I get a guy off the trade block? This guy's been on the trade block for months. I don't want to trade him anymore, but I can't, if I click on him, all I can do is fucking cut him or like what? Oh, you got to slide it sideways. Then you can select like, what, what the fuck, man? Just make your app intuitive. If I have to fight and struggle, I'm not a newbie here. I said, we've done this manually. Yeah. Yeah. I can handle this. If if I struggle with your app, your app sucks. Bottom line. I'm going to refer to it, and this will be the last time I say it. I'm going to refer to Flea Flicker as the salt peter of fantasy football. <laughs> uh, it's, it can, <laughs> it'll, I can be all excited. I can get a big old fantasy erection, and then I hop on the old salt peter website. And Nope. In fact, just, uh, just the other day, uh, I have a, an offer that came through there, and I like the offer. I want to counter uh, doesn't have a counter option in the app. Have to reject the offer and send a new thing. And if you hit the message to the person, I know for oh, a fact they will the not worst. see it. They will not see the message because they do not get a notification for messages. And so the messages I'll- were tied to the trade offer. So yes. I had a guy send me a trade offer. Like you said, I rejected it because I was going to counter. Well, then when I went to, because I rejected it, then I was going to say, hey, here's why I rejected. I don't need this particular position. I'm going to come back at you with a new offer. Couldn't find the chat. The chat was now gone. I had to search through the app to try to contact this person who now thinks I just instantly deleted. Yeah. Like, I remember the guy commented, whoa, geez, you rejected that fast. Like, yeah, but I I can't write back to you because I don't know how. Yeah, yeah, you you can only do that via the website. By the way, uh, mm. that that's the other great thing. Get the it, fuck out of here, website. Is it nineteen diggity two? I know website. Get to your PC because you can only access these. Man, everybody's got a fucking phone. Mm-hmm. Make your app work on the phone and make it intuitive enough that somebody who's less technologically inclined than myself has a chance. Did I put my mom on there? <laughs> Ain't no fucking way. I'm going to be at her house four days a week showing her. How do I put a guy on the block? It's it's garbage. That's true. Um, all right. Well, let's move on from the salt Peter talk. Let's do that. Uh, um, so anyways, so we, we, we get through our draft process. Uh, we get free draft. We've got that done. 
Uh, draft comes, you know, like I said, I'm in these three dynasties. One is drafting May 12th, uh, one is drafting early June, and one, and the nasty starts the second pick one is made. Um, okay. And so three, three different ways. I will tell you, um, you know, the, I guess on on all on two of these drafts, you know, your pick time is there's no time, which, right? And which that's I, that's a leftover from our Yahoo days because yes. you're doing it manually, and and my twelve man was a lot the same way. And I want to say this right up front: uh, don't be that fantasy asshole commissioner. It's like you got twelve hours, and if you don't do it, we're gonna skip. Look, man. I, I love Dynasty as much as anybody you'll ever fucking meet. But real life <laughs> needs to be able to take precedent. Don't yeah. fucking browbeat and hammer your guys. We've got dudes in three time zones in my 12-man, uh, multiple guys that are working 10 to 12-hour shifts, mm-hmm. guys that work third shift, guys that rotate shifts. Let them, let them fucking live, man. Yep. At the same time, if you're that guy... Hurry up and make your fucking pick. Don't hold me hostage because you got shit going. I got shit going on too. I'd like to, I'm excited for this draft. Don't, don't like, basically what I'm saying is on either side of the equation, just don't be a dick. Here's what I say. We, we, we are in the world of, of you can communicate with people 24 seven via your phone. Right. So I don't care. If a guy is going to take four days to make his pick. Okay. All all you got to do is let me know that it might be four days and then I'm good. That's fair. But I I will say that in my 12 man next year, I am putting a 24 hour timer on it because it's like I said, when we did it manually, a big part of the reason that we left that big window was because when you would jump back into the draft, like I said, some guys working 12 hour shifts in Ohio mm-hmm. gets off at, mm-hmm. at six in the morning. When you get off work, first of all, you're fucking beat. The last thing you want to do is jump right in with some asshole hounding you to get a thing done. But you had to do 15 minutes of homework to figure out who had been picked since you last paid attention. Then you had to go look at your board, figure out who was there, who you had to take off. It took some time to kind of get back on the horse. Yep. Now yep. with Sleeper, it's right fucking there. So when I agree. You get a minute. It doesn't it takes you 90 seconds to catch up. Just like just fucking pull the trigger. Yep. Well, so I'll, I'll give you we we can I'll give you an example of like where we're sitting in the, the nasty right now. You had the first pick. There was no question who the first pick was in this draft this year. Right. I mean, like Open that, that like pick 1.1 is Bajan Robinson. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's never been, I, I guess the, the last draft I'll compare to this was the Saquon Barkley draft. Okay. Where, where you had Bajan and Barkley. And then after that, it was personal opinion and there was no question. Uh, and, and we'll, we'll see this in this draft. There was no clear cut. This is a phenomenal wide receiver. Wherever he goes, he's the wide receiver that's going to be number one because no. he's so good. We are on pick six in my second 10-man, and a receiver hasn't gone yet. Right. There is not even not even in this draft is there the Kyle Pitts where you can say this tight end is far and away superior to the next tight end. That's Right. It's all preference. I mean, look at that draft board. If you checked your sleeper during the draft, they had tight ends ranked, and then once the picks came in, they had to flop all of them because what's the thing I always say here? PTT, path to touches. You can have all the talent in the world. If you can't get on the fucking field, it doesn't matter. Well, and then when you've got a when you've got a running back that goes in the top ten, I mean that's mm. that's so rare in itself. So like, right? Like he checks every single box. He, he get he's got paid the money to be an every down running back. He went to a team that desperately needed a running back. He went to a team whose uh, offensive coordinator and head coach are run first mentality. Like he checks every single box. So so he's off the board. So. Right. So in the nasty, you took him right away, and you, and you knew. That yeah, I think happening. Thursday night. I think yeah, I took him yeah, first round. There, is still going because there's no question. Now the guy who's in the two slot, right? Uh, let me know that you know he's he's kept he's checked in with me three days in a row. Um, the two pick is a hard decision. He's up. That's true. 
He's up north in a cabin, said I might have spotty reception. See, you know. that's what I'm saying about real life, man. Right. You got you to gotta allow for life. So he's let me know it's probably going to be Sunday when he gets back that he sits down. And that's the fair. other The other piece on that is um, at that pick this year, you leave a little space to see if someone wants to trade with you. And, and that's, that, that's one thing I, I will highly recommend uh, in any dynasty football thing. These picks matter a lot more than redraft because you can make mistakes or decisions that really change the course of your team for the next few years. Um, And so to put room out there that you can contact the guys in your league and say, hey, this is up for sale. I'm going to I'm going to wait a day or two to see if anyone wants to trade into this spot is also why I say take the time. But but the key to all of that, the key to me on all of that is communicate so people aren't just checking it all the time. Right, which I spent all morning doing. I just right. I, I got three drafts going right now, and the fact that they were stalling is like I'm sitting here freaking out. Like, yeah, give me some action. I'm like, uh, it's like a heroin. Yep. yep. No, I, I get it. Yeah. So, but that that was actually one of the reasons I was hesitant to put a timer on the drafts in my uh, dynasties was because what if someone wants to trade? Um, and Sleeper does only let you go as far as 24 hours. I wanted to go 48, not an option. But the nice thing is, um, I, I'm going to put a caveat out there next year that if you are trying to shop a pick, Sleeper will let you pause the draft. So yeah. you can put someone on a 24-hour clock, and if they say, hey, I'm shopping it, you can just go boop, and now that clock is stopped. So you've got time to work your deal, but we're not going to let this drag on for 14 fucking days. So the, the, those options do give you give you something to work with. Let me uh, let me put this out there for you as, as a, a happy medium in those worlds. Uh, I I would I would set in your league. I would establish that twenty four hours with uh, twenty four hours. You need communication. If you're not going to pick in twenty four hours, you need to communicate to the commission and the league that hey, it's Sunday. I'm probably I'm not going to make my pick till Tuesday. Fine, right? Like that's that's where I'm at with that, but you'll get into the thing where some guy will be on a trip and he will communicate to the league and you'll be like, Oh shit, I got positive draft at 24 hours. So I'm just, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's totally fair. But uh, like I said, our whole setup of no time clock came from doing it manually. And now that there's an option, I just, uh, we've got a 24 hour time clock on my second 10 man. And I got put on the clock last night. I woke up this morning. We have five picks made. Yeah. All yeah. of my other drafts are either sitting on 1-1 one, one or 1-2. One, and it's like, come on, man. <laughs> these, these drafts started two days before this other one. Why are we halfway through the first? Why? Because you have to be because there's a timer. So while I, like I said, I am all for giving people uh, the moment to digest. Sleeper lets you pause it. So uh, I, I think uh, next year in my 12-man, I'm rolling with a time limit because let's go. Let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah. fair. Um, all right, well, let's let's hop into um, – I think we've covered everything draft. I mean, like we're, we're talking, you know, 30 to 36 players um, in, in the two dynasties I'm in. I haven't done the 24-team dynasty yet, so it'll be interesting to uh, – you know, so it's our initial setup year, so I don't have um, – I don't know how the rookie draft is going to go because the first year you don't have a rookie draft. Um, and I wonder how they're going to do that. Actually, that is 42 days away as I'm looking at it right now. So I wonder if they will do a draft followed by a rookie draft or the initial setup draft will include rookies. Not sure how that goes. Yeah, that's, that will be interesting. I will be, uh, picking you for information on those because, uh, yeah, yeah, that'll be, and then I'm assuming next year you'll add the practice squad because that's, uh, like we talked about the squad earlier in the nasty, how we had to do it manually and it sucked. Yeah. Um, like I said, when I was there, I was dead against it. I said, if somebody else wants to handle it, cool. But in my 12 man, I was like straight up. No, I am not managing a list of 36 rookies uh, plus 36 from the next year. And I, I don't need 72 fucking players protected that are available to be picked up on the wire that I have to watch for. Um, now that we've made the jump to sleeper, we are making some of those moves. So there are definitely there's different ways to handle it for us. It's uh, two year eligibility. My second 10 man, he set that to one. I was not yeah. prepared 
got caught with my pants down. I now had to cut three extra players I wasn't planning on to bring my guys up. And I have four draft picks that I only have three spots for. So, um, yeah, ask questions about how that's set up. Because I just assumed everything worked the way it worked in my other leagues, and it did not. Yep, yep. Um, All right, well, let's – should we – I think we've covered draft tips and – and tricks and different things that can go on. Should we hop into the players people are going to be picking? Yeah, we should probably do a road trip uh, oh. through the league with these Let's draft picks. Um, today, right. today we're going to do it a little bit differently. Oh, going, how you want to do this? We're not going AFC. We're not going NFC. Oh. We're going team by team alphabetically. Oh, I do love the alphabet. Um, um, so I'm going to go fill up my refill my coffee. Ah, well, I just um, topped off a. I I had to switch. I did kill the Kentucky Tavern. We are now on to Stillhouse, America's finest whiskey in a can. So, oh, good lord! You 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 always set a new bar. Well, this is apple crisp whiskey mixed with the berries and cream RC cola. Um, ah, oh god, this is just like the draft. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just excited. It's it's <laughs> going to be a whole new experience. You, your your stomach is like a pancake that you're just putting different kinds of flavored syrup. <laughs> no, no, my stomach wishes. My poor, poor stomach. Uh, half a gallon of coffee, and then you got to follow that up with whiskey, and then more different whiskey. Uh, uh, you say oh, you say you got acid reflux, huh? I wonder why that is. Yeah, I when I go to Kentucky, I'm hoping to find a bottle of boysenberry whiskey for you. <laughs> Or maybe a can. Maybe a can of poisonberry whiskey. Sleep on canned whiskey. That's that's (laughs) my America. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait to go to the distillery that that then says, and then we can it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Here's a here's a Maker's Mark 25 year age double oak barrel uh, exclusive one that we put in a can. Yeah, we only can this stuff because you really (laughs) want to taste that metal when when you got the whiskey. The alcohol definitely won't cut into the metal. No, we've been Uh, using glass for centuries, but we can save 12 cents if we put it in a (laughs) shitty can. (laughs) So so now that bottle of whiskey, instead of being $89, is $84. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this still house was more like 20. (laughs) Yeah. To be fair, it was a white elephant Christmas uh, thing that I bought and then reclaimed because, uh, man, uh, I, I don't know what else I'm going to pick out of this group. No one's giving you – yeah, no one's – no one's. that is that is a good idea. Maybe I should try that. Whiskey, yeah. in a can, whiskey in a can is real as a gift is really an investment to drink whiskey in a can yourself later on. Well, it is because then you can say, hey, let me know if that sucked or not. And then yeah. uh, you're not the guinea pig. But, yeah, I got uh, – so this was the Apple Crisp, but I bought uh, Derek from uh, the, the the main mm-hmm. feed on the Half-Ass Podcast, who may be joining us on a Dynasty road trip yeah. coming up down the road. I got him a uh, – I believe it was some kind of cherry. I don't know. It was cherry cobbler, what the fuck it was. But I got him the uh, Stillhouse cherry, and he, mm-hmm. he said it was pretty good. And I know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the Apple Crisp uh, was not – <laughs> but uh, the RC Cola man covers that up. <laughs> oh man, we are at oh. such a we are at such a different level. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to do drugs about it. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, I'm going to go. I'm going to go pee and see if I can't get some coffee in a can. It's time to settle up at the bar and the bathroom. Top off that tank and grab one for the road. Because we're about to take you around the league on a dynasty road trip. That's true. Uh, I'm excited. I uh, did some various intoxicants during the break, and uh, I'm ready for a road trip. Sweet. That's awesome. I'm ready for a road trip as well. Um, Like I said, we're going to – we talked before this for the listeners' sake. um, We're coming at this from a a standpoint that the drafts that we participate in go 36 deep at about the furthest down – um, mm-hmm. we, we generally find that quarterbacks and tight ends have to be in the top three rounds to be relevant in those drafts. Wide receivers, we're going to say, usually have to be in the top four rounds and running backs, top five rounds with very few exceptions. So we're going to kind of go through the team with that caveat. I'm not going to talk about a seventh round 
uh, wide receiver going to the uh, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> yeah, you don't get a whole lot of Brock Purdy's down there at the bottom of the seventh that wind up being productive. Um, no. Yeah, <laughs> that Brady line down there in the fifth, is uh, it's a pretty hard wall right there. It is, and, and I would say this too, Brock Purdy wasn't drafted in any of our drafts. You know exactly. He's exactly. just not. He's just not gonna. <coughs> You're on a it. lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's true. So we're gonna we're gonna start by heading down to Arizona. <laughs> um. O- offensively, the first uh, the first pick Arizona made was a fellow by the name of Michael Wilson in the <coughs> third round. End of third round. Um. I get. I guess I would say one thing that kind of surprised me in this year's draft, and maybe it'll still happen, is that DeAndre Hopkins did not get traded. Mm, yeah, which means we still have DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown at this point. So I, I'm just going to say, I don't think I'm looking at Michael Wilson. I don't think I'm looking at the f- third or fourth wide receiver out of Arizona. No, no. Um, and the and the other thing with Arizona. <clears throat> is they notably did not take another running back, which right. means you're looking at Carter or at Carter fucking Connor getting a, a large share of the touches again. And Keontae Ingram, a dude yeah. with like a 50% own share in sleeper yeah. is the backup. He's mm-hmm. the next in line for touches unless uh, something else happens between now and August. Yeah. So really you're probably not going to be drafting anyone out of the Cardinals in your fantasy draft. No, they took their tight end to replace Ertz last year. Um, yeah. yeah. Not not a lot of not a lot of effort to expend in Arizona. The I guess the only thing that I would like to say thank you to uh, them for is that I didn't have to look at Cliff Kingsbury's house this year. Huh. I do appreciate that. Uh, we go to Atlanta. We got one big story. We touched on it already. Yeah, but Jan Robinson's the story. He's the only offensive player they. Pick. They took him at pick eight. He's the top fantasy football dynasty drafted guy in every single league. If someone yeah. is pick one point one and doesn't take Bajan Robinson or trade out of the spot to get right. a bevy of things for Bajan Robinson, just kick that guy out of the league. Yes, because like, just, I have. It's Sunday and on. I've already done both of those things. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just like seriously, it's 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 time to move. It's so painfully obvious. Sometimes it's just obvious. We're saying Saquon Barkley was that guy before. Right. And and we've already covered their running back situation. The guy yeah. who makes all the money in that backfield is Patterson. Clock is ticking on him. They put no draft capital into Algier. He's no. the opposite of James Conner in Arizona. He had the draft guy come in and steal all the touches. So, uh, yeah, I, everyone else down there loses some value. Want, want to talk a little bit about Tyler Algier. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you do with him? Well, this this is a lesson that I actually learned last year um, through listening to some various podcasts. Is that, and and I'm going to give you I'm going to give you two names that proved to, proved to be true in this situation, and I'm going to do it from here on out. Oh, okay. So fourth and fifth round running backs that become starters, even if they're good. 90% of the time get replaced in the following year with a higher picked first, second, or third round running back. Right. They spent no draft capital on them. They've got right. no real money tied up in them. It right. doesn't hurt them at all to try to upgrade. Why yep. not? So the two names I'm going to give you two years in a row, James Robinson, mm. Tyler Algier. Same story. That's fair. I moved on from Tyler Algier last year in the middle of the season when he, when he was hot in a league. I should have, and and gained gained a lot of stuff for him. He's worthless at this point. Um, yeah, and he's know, well over ninety percent own share in uh, across sleeper leagues. Mm-hmm. And he's cheap. He's under contract. There, he's going to be the backup to Bajan for two more seasons. Great backup. Great value for Air, or for um, Atlanta. I mean, yeah. I like it. I, I do too, and I think he'll probably end up being Bajan's backup for a number of years. I think they'll probably sign him. You know, following that cheap for two or three years as well so he's no i think i think we still got patterson getting his contract that takes him to age 38 so we can still uh we can still uh look out for that one yeah they'll convert him to wide receiver (laughs) um so that that being said you know desmond ritter stays as the quarterback next year uh pitts and london are your two guys so 
nothing's changed there. They will run the ball more, but I do think uh, Desmond Ritter uh, will be interesting to watch, see what he does, because we'll be talking about a quarterback for Atlanta next year if Ritter doesn't do well. True. Uh, let's move on to Baltimore. There we go. I, uh, you know, we, we talked before. Yeah, they finally got some wide receiver help in there because I, I don't, you can take that Odell Beckham signing and just fucking get it out of here. Man, you got him. Don't try to trade him to me. I don't want him. Uh, just if they overpaid for him, I mean, maybe, but uh, that's your gamble. You go fucking scratch yeah. that lottery ticket. Yeah, I, I'm just going to say, you know, you have to take you have to take a guy that goes in the first round as wide receiver. I, I hate wide receivers going to Baltimore. Me you too. Just look, look at all the players that have looked like they're going to do something there. And, you know, Rashad Bateman's the last one of these guys. Rashad Perriman. Rashad Perriman. I mean, there's uh, just a fucking list. It's it uh, just doesn't <clears throat> stop. And I was maybe interested, and then they re-signed Lamar before the season, and I'm like, I- I'm out. So he's gonna be he's gonna be that guy in your draft that you're like, oh man, it's pick twelve, and this guy slid all the way down here, and you'll be like, right. yes, I have to take him. Yeah, because the the big selling point of every Baltimore receiver that's been drafted in the last fucking 12 years is path to touches. Yeah. They come in as the number one or the number two right off the draft board. Like, great. Yep. You, you deal with that. Yeah. So who won in this draft for the Ravens? To me, it's JK Dobbins. Yeah. That's another situation like Arizona. Yep. So they literally added not a running back in the draft. Uh, there was talk of Baltimore going, you know, there's talk about Baltimore looking at Bijan Robinson if he slid to this spot. So hmm. uh, out of that, I say, you know, Mark Andrews, obviously the clear cut tight end. He'll still be good. Uh, he's way better. I'll say he's way better with Lamar than he was with Huntley. Yeah. Um, Zay Flowers, you know, maybe he'll be, t- you got to take a shot if he slips. If he slips then, to the second, I'm not. Uh... <laughs> I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Uh, not taking him any higher than that. But yeah, set set um, set Dobbins a little bit higher on your board. Uh, let's move on to the next big B word: the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Uh, there's a few storylines here, in my opinion. A uh. few storylines here. One: Dawson Knox. Got knocks down the value list quite far here. Um, and the thing that's more telling to me about that with Dawson Knox is that they keep trying to replace him every year. Yes. Last year it was O.J. Howard. They clearly aren't comfortable just rolling with him. They they think they need to keep adding some bodies to maybe overtake him. And it's, yeah, we're at this point where that guy's ceiling might be uh, 700 yards and, and six touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's interesting here. I, I will say, like, they added a wide receiver in the fifth round, and they picked up a tight end in the first. I kind of, I kind of thought um, Buffalo would be that team that made a a pick higher at wide receiver or traded for DeAndre Hopkins because. <laughs> yeah, they're one of those that seems like they need that one more receiving piece. Yep. Yep. They're a so, good good candidate for that, but uh but yeah, not this year. Not this year. So there is there is a wide receiver in the 5th round that if I get to the end of the 3rd, I might take a flyer on because of his size. Um you know, that that's about it. He's six the, the wide receiver they took at the 5th his name is Justin Shorter, which is ironic because he's 6-4. Um so you know you are in a spot with um you got Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, um who was the rookie that they got last year? I'm going to forget his name, but um they did take like a fourth round rookie last year too. Um so th- there's going to be you know every year Buffalo is going to be a surprise guy, but my big question is with Knox and Kincaid where, where do you put where do you put Dalton Kincaid on your list of the draft right now? Like as far as tight ends, do you put him at the, the top because of where he's drafted? 
I think, again, that comes down to what I keep saying, path to touches. And even if they think he's the future, Knox is there now. So my 10-man, I've already seen that uh, that Vegas tight end is already gone because yeah. he's going to get on the field, theoretically. So yeah. as much as you like the offense and you like the potential, it's, it's hard to take uh, somebody that high in the draft that theoretically is going to have to fight to get on the field. I agree. So Kincaid... You know, if you're if you're drafting him, you're probably drafting uh, for a year or two from now, like you are with most tight ends. Oh, oh, hell yeah! At least right. uh, two or three. But let, let's be honest. I mean, it's a great landing spot for a tight end. Yes. Uh, let's move down to Carolina. They've got <gasps> some ch- changes coming here. Um, they took Bryce Young. As yeah. the number one overall pick, um, where where do you like with, with this draft? Which let let's say, fantasy football wise, dynasty wise, this draft sucks. Yeah, like this this is a this is a sucky draft. Like I said something uh, to the guy the other day, and he's like, "Really? I thought it was deep." I'm like, not after pick one one. Everything yeah. after that, it's when when you've got. <laughs> Pick one, one, and then no goddamn idea, even positionally. Like I said, I'm at pick six in my second 10, man, and we haven't seen a wide receiver go because I don't think anybody's got a clear-cut guy. I, I feel like this about about this draft. I feel like um, there is a clear-cut two for me right okay. now because um, because DeAndre Swift got traded to the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, wow. So. So Gibbs moves into the two spot, but but that didn't happen until Saturday that 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 he was clearly in the two spot. So yeah, and he actually went two in my second yeah. ten man. So backing so, that up. Yep. So Gibbs to me, we'll we'll get into those guys. So let, let's go to Panthers. Bryce Young. I mean, so quarterback. So so that's what I guess I was trying to get to is you got the top two guys kind of clear a little bit clearer now. Wide receivers, tight end is kind of your own personal opinion on value. There's no clear yes. cut there. So do you think we're going to see the Bryce Young, the C.J. Stroud, and the Anthony Richardson going higher than quarterbacks usually do just because of value right now? It's going to depend on your league. Um, I said that. I keep referencing that second 10-man. We did have um, – he that quarterback did go already. Um, and in my 12-man, quarterbacks seem to go way higher. Um, so I think it just depends on not even necessarily your scoring, but this is more of a of your of a build of your league by the GMs. Okay. So uh, yeah, in my twelve man, I I can almost guarantee we're going to have two quarterbacks go in that first round. So for me, so did Bryce Young go first in that league? Was he the top guy? Up the I believe he was. Yeah. Let me let me pull that up here. Good old sleeper. Yeah, because it. Uh, <clears throat> So, uh, for for me personally, if I like, if I'm going to rank these quarterbacks, the guy I have one on my board is Anthony Richardson. Oh, really? Because because you got these guys on a taxi squad, right? Right. This is more okay. of a project player. So let let let's look at this though. Bryce Young got drafted one overall. His number one wide receiver got drafted in the next round. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that, like Terrence Marshall is the was there one coming into the draft, and no real tight end to speak of. So you've got a uh, you've got a six two two hundred twenty pound guy, uh, Jonathan Mingo, uh, um, you know NFL comparison Anquan Bolden, hmm. big strong slot receiver. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you, I really like this guy in dynasty drafts um, because, like you said, half the touches. And he'll right. he'll be able to establish uh, with his quarterback. His quarterback's a rookie. He's a rookie. They're, they're gonna. That's his number one wide receiver, in my opinion. Like so, right off the bat, yeah. get get the, get a team's number one wide. So Bryce Young, Jonathan Mingo. Uh, remember that they they did not draft a tight end. They did not draft a running back. Uh, am I correct that I think this is a team that brought Hayden Hurst over to play tight end? Oh, maybe that is the case. Yep. So uh, and they. <clears throat> Brought Miles Sanders over to uh, pair with Chubba Hubbard. Uh, they paid Miles Sanders a lot of money. He's your three down back. 
Yeah, and Hubbard is clearly he's he's maybe a third down guy. There, it's yeah. not somebody you got to worry about eating touches. So I, I like I like Mingo as mm. as a high pick in dynasty drafts at wide receiver. Uh, Bryce two touches, but for that reason, <clears throat> I'm moving Bryce Young down my board because he, you're not going to know after two years if he's developed because he's got a third year and a rookie wide receiver to develop with. Uh, let's move on to the Chicago Bears who no longer own the cornucopia of shit. <gasps> That's where, it. They've, they've done a good job. Where do we pass? Do we pass the cornucopia of shit over to Carolina? Oof. Yeah, maybe. As I mean, the, even their top wide, you said, what was he a second rounder? Oh, oh, I forgot, man. I forgot they added two people. I forgot they added Adam Thielen. Oh, that's right. Forgot forgot about a 32-year-old Adam Thielen. How could I forget? And DJ Shark. Ah. So I think uh, I think I actually know who our cornucopia of shit's going to go to. So I, I'm, I'm going to move them out of the cornucopia of shit, and I'll okay. just call it a small basket of shit. Yeah, they got a poop basket. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to Chicago. Uh, interesting. They, they addressed the wide receiver position. Before the draft, um, yeah. they have DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. Um, Love that DJ Moore trade. Love yeah, it. Yeah, that that was fantastic. Um, the Claypool trade, not so much, but uh, I do like Claypool. Yeah, this uh, is not what they paid for him. No, no. So let, let's talk about they. Their first uh, offensive pick was in round four. They picked uh, Rashawn. Johnson, hmm. um, uh, running back. Uh, I believe he's a bigger dude. Yeah, he's uh, he's six foot two twenty. Okay, um, big guy. Uh, kind of a kind of a bruiser. Um, to me, that speaks volumes to uh, Khalil Herbert and Foreman. Right, they feel that, they feel comfortable there. They do. So, um, you know. Rashawn Johnson, I, you know, he's going to be one of those guys who probably goes end of second, early third because the draft is so thin, uh, you know. And, and I would say Herbert and Foreman aren't—they fall into that that place that I said these were not guys that were uh, that they have a lot of capital spent on them. So, you know, Khalil Herbert was a value pick, but I believe he went later than the fourth round. So, uh, you know. Rashawn Johnson, not a, not a bad pick. Uh, and then they took a wide receiver uh, in the fourth round and named Tyler Scott. I'm not going to talk about him too much because he'd have to beat out three guys in the worst passing offense in the NFL <laughs> last year. So uh, Tyler Scott projected to catch four catches next year. Yeah, Which and we would, don't need to talk about their tight ends because they now have uh, Komet backed up by Robert Tunyon. Yep. So they yep. are set. They are set. So yeah, mm-hmm. Bears, Rashad Johnson, the only guy I'm interested in. And again, late second, early third. Yeah, I, I would go bring back a feature of this show. Tokes for Tunyon. I better oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I better hit yeah. one up. A dab pen, poor for sound, but Yeah. Let's um, overload it. Let it make sound. We're gonna move on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> um they they're pretty much bringing back the team from last year. They made one switch offensively. They swapped out Hayden Hurst for Irv Smith Jr. Mm. Uh, this draft is telling. I, I'm an Irv Smith Jr. owner in a league. I'm excited about because they did not take a tight end in this draft. Yeah, uh, they took a fourth round pick of a wide receiver. Okay, uh, they are coming back with Higgins, Chase, and Boyd. So. Again, not, not a lot of not not a path to touches there, but maybe a late round gamble just based on the strength of the offense. Uh, and then they drafted a, a rookie uh, running back in the fifth round by the name of Chase Brown. Uh, you know this this is going to be one of those guys who just fell in a spot where you're going to be able to draft him because they lost Samaj P. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon is. <laughs> 26 been having some legal stuff. Although I will say nothing has come to fruition with all of 
Mixon's stuff. Like he's been involved in things, but he's not in any trouble. He's not facing any suspension or anything. So um, I, I want to get your opinion on something. I, I have a trade offer for Mixon in the Saltpeter app. Uh, and, uh, in the I was, flaccid league. And I was wondering if I should even bother countering. Um, I was offered uh, to give up pick 10 of 12 in the first and okay. pick, pick three in the second for Joe Mixon and a future second round pick. And I was like, I looked at it and I was like, eh, but these 26 and they brought in no competition and I've right. got a window right now. And I'm kind of <laughs> like, and who are you going to get down there at 10? I know. So that's where I was kind of going to mess with this guy and be like, can I do this deal at pick seven? Like, like, can, can I wait? Yeah. And wait see? and see who's there. Cause I, I got a guy at 10. I would take, but it was a, it was a tempting fair offer to, for me to just be like, yeah, I want out of this draft. And if I can come out of this draft with a starting running back for three years, fine. Yeah, and in that flaccid league, a fair offer is a goddamn unicorn. I know. That's why I know. part of the reason why I left that fucking league. Well, I wanted to counter, and then I <coughs> told you all, all the stuff that would happen when I tried to do that. I'd cancel yeah. the trade, and you'd be like, I'm going to talk to someone else. Yep, this all guy right. doesn't want it. So Bengals, Chase Brown, again, late second, early third, maybe. Is that where you slot that guy? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I, I was a guy that had a 75% own share in their backup, Chris Evans, and uh, it, he can definitely be overtaken. So, yeah. and, and you're one injury or suspension away from, well, him and Evans both getting some touches. So, yeah, yeah definitely in a solid offense. It's a guy, a guy worth gambling on. Just don't do too high. Yeah. Uh, the Browns, they took a wide receiver in the, in the third round. Um, not interested at all. Again, they're, they're established. You're not? No, because they have Amari Cooper. They have Donovan Peoples-Jones, and they traded. Have a don't forget. shitty quarterback? Well, probably. <laughs> um, and uh, then they traded for Elijah Moore from the Jets. Ah, uh, yeah, the guy that I kept thinking would go in that Rodgers deal <clears throat> when yeah. they preemptively dealt him. I was like, whoa, I thought that would complicate things, but the Packers so, don't want wide receiver help. They they don't. They you know, don't. They, Cedric, they told you that when they signed Devin Funchess three years ago. I know. Yeah, we'll get to the Packers on what <clears throat> help they actually went for. Um, I might need another drink by then. You know, I, I would say this, Cedric Tillman, where he was drafted um, – and, you know, Cooper's not young and the other guys aren't established. They did. I forgot too. They drafted David Bell last year. So mm, you're going to yeah, be sick. Right. You might be waiting a while on that guy. So like he's an end of third round sort of feel to me. Yeah. Like when, Stick him when on you're your like, squad and wait. Cause you don't, yeah. yeah, that's not a guy you're planning on get anything out of. Right. No, away. And you're like, well, there's nothing better down here. I might as well get a guy who has draft capital. At least maybe three guys will get hurt. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Let's talk about let's talk about two things from the Dallas Cowboys. First of all, let's talk about Luke Schoonmaker. Second round tight end pick. Uh, they mm-hmm. lost Dalton Schultz to the Texans. They sure did. They come in with Jake Ferguson at tight end. Um, there is another Gahinder shot too. Is yeah. uh, he and he's the least owned of the two across sleeper. So a guy you can gamble at on the free agent wire if you're so inclined. Yeah. So Schoonmaker Mocker, um, you know, there's a chance there there's a for chance a to touches, but as as I've said a hundred times, tight ends don't figure it out till about 27 no. years old. I drafted Just, Dalton Schultz as a rookie. I think I was able to uh, bring him up from the squad, cut him three separate times before he finally got good enough to be rostered by someone else. So, yeah, yeah I mean, even even if a tight end does eventually figure it out, the odds that they do it right away, pretty fucking slim. Yeah. Uh, the the other so I'm I'm gonna say like, don't look at him as though here's Dalton Schultz replacement. Right. right. It's not they're not gonna slot right in. It's not it's, like these rookie wide receivers now no. who seem to be able to just come in and pick up the offense and play. The old yeah. adage used to be third year for a wide. 
that's gone. I mean, now they're, they're expecting production year one. Yep. So, um, you know, again, end of third sort of guy, like a little bit of capital, not much draft capital, second round. Yeah. They don't got to plug him right in at that spot. It's, I, I think the big story out of Dallas though, is that they did not draft a running back till the sixth round, which tells me two things. One, Tony Pollard is locked and loaded to go. Um, but the other, the other piece says to me that, um, Zeke Elliott's coming back on a cheap deal. Yeah, we haven't seen any real movement. Uh, There's been no talk of even a trade. They're, they're just they're, waiting for the day when they could cut him. Yeah, the the, the draft language here tells me that um, Zeke's coming back. That's just my guess, but but I do think that the the because they cut Zeke now well, they, they haven't yet. No, oh, they cut him, didn't they? No, they 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 intend to cut him. There's a certain date when oh. they can finally do it. So. <clears throat> which I don't know why you say that because that takes care of any trade value you had, unless, like you said, they're planning on cutting him and trying to bring him right back. That's what they'll do. That would That's make what sense then. You, that yeah. does actually make sense to me. They didn't put him out on the market. Yeah, you tank his value and then say, yeah. oh, you want to come back? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So po- so post-draft, no, everyone who needed a running back either took one in the draft because they hadn't signed Zeke. I, I, that, that's fair. Um, but But I do say. Good strategy. I'll give him that. Pollard's a winner in that in this draft. Yeah, we've been saying that for shit since before this podcast began. Uh, let's move on to Denver. They, <laughs> they made one move. They took a wide receiver. Uh, they've actually traded up uh, oh. back into the second to grab this guy. His name is Marvin Mims Jr. Um, you know, I'm not interested in a player for the Broncos offensively that's not a running back right. until they show otherwise they were the lowest scoring team in the NFL last year. So do I want the third wide receiver? And they've the third no. shit. You're probably looking at I me. Mean, if Patrick comes back, they've still got Hamler there. This guy could potentially be a five if he doesn't pick it up quick. Uh, he will. He is. Re, he is. I will tell you, he's a replacement to Hamler. Yeah. Ha- Hamler has, ha- cannot stay healthy. He, he, by the Hamler's already had off season surgery. He's already out for the first half of the season. Again. Oh, well, perfect. So that this guy is a, is a speed guy and a return okay. guy. So you want to, you want to take a flyer because next year, I assure you Sutton and Patrick are not coming back next year. Marvin Mims is going to be a, the number two wide receiver in Denver, but you have to wait a whole season and uh, you oh, don't know shit. if, yeah, we're getting down there. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, thought we'd, I thought we'd hammer through them a little faster. No, this is good. This is good. Th- this is our deep dive. Yeah, maybe we'll split this up into two episodes then. Great. Well, gonna, you know gonna... what? Why don't, why don't we just call a break right here? Because I am out of drink. And if we're going to yeah. go alphabetically and we're into uh, the Ds, I'm going to need more liquor. I, I think right now the next team we have up is Detroit, um, which which – we could talk Detroit because that does feel like a dead end. What do we got going on in Detroit besides Dan Campbell making veiled cocaine references? You know, I, I think we've got, I think we've got two key players here. Uh, we, we've touched a little bit. Jamar Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, twelfth um, overall, uh, and then moving DeAndre Swift on. We saw last year DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams coexisting. Swift did not play well when he was in there, but he still right. he still was a guy that you could like. I don't know what was happening with Swift last year. I don't know. Well, like, it's just so weird that they weren't playing Swift, but then they didn't re-sign Williams. Then they got rid of Swift. So, like, wait a minute, right. the guy that you said is definitely better than Swift because we're going to play him all year. Let's not keep him. Uh, we'll right. bring in somebody else that will get Swift out of here. Like it's going to be a whole different backfield. It is. Yeah. I'm, I think it's, I think the draft capital here is what is just speaks volumes that they want. They wanted Swift to be what, what they hope they find in Gibbs. Right. Um, they've, they love the two headed monster. So what was Swift and Jamal Williams is now David Montgomery and Gibbs. And Montgomery's uh, still surprisingly young. Yeah, uh, solid back. So this is going to be one of those backfields. You can start both, and I think you'll get great production out of both. And I think you can 
feel Montgomery's going to have a chance to score a touchdown every single week, and Gibbs is going to have a chance to get five catches every single week. I just think this is this is both of these guys are startable. I put them both in my top yeah, thirty. It's that backs. PPR backfield that you can play yep. both. Yep. And then at tight end, uh, early in the second round, they took Sam Laporta. Yeah. Shocking. And, I mean, talk about fucking up the draft board. I was just like, who's this guy? I hadn't even heard his fucking name. I had to go scroll down and then punch him in search. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note, I will say, here's the thing about him. They don't have a tight end. They like, do not. Like, there's two tight ends on my board that I say <clears throat> half to touches, like ridiculous. Right. This is this is one of those guys like what was it some like Eric Wright or something last year when they trade away Hawkinson? <laughs> yeah, somebody I'd never right. heard of. And, and I know uh, tight ends, goddammit. I got keep I a half a dozen of them on my roster. So I I, I want to say I like Sam Laporta. He's probably on my board, he's probably a top four tight end in this draft. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, on touches. Um and then Gibbs, I love as well. He should be your number two pick in the draft with uh, Swift going. So let's let's stop in Detroit because it's a lovely place to stop. <laughs> no, I want to keep going, man. No, no, Don't stop in Detroit because we'll we'll stop in Detroit because we're gonna then just take the ferry right on over to Green Bay when we get back. Oh, well, that sounds like I could uh, I could hammer a few drinks on a ferry ride. Yeah, yeah, in your car legally. <laughs> I ain't driving. I ain't driving. I'm on a boat. <laughs>